Tune in weekly and listen to the Collateral Damage podcast, where Michael Wilson and Maureen Cavanaugh host a variety of special guests to discuss topics and available services that will help you learn about the impact that substance use has on our lives, our families, and on our communities nationwide. Episodes and listening information can be found at www.cdpodcast.com. You can also search for Collateral Damage Podcast on your favorite listening platforms or watch previous and future episodes on YouTube. Don't forget to subscribe and share. All right, so welcome everybody to another episode of Collateral Damage. This is Mike Wilson with my co-host Maureen Cavanaugh, and we have some special guests today, Chris O'Neill and Leslie Lagos. Uh, It's Chris Driscoll O'Neill and Leslie Lagos, and this is from One Life at a Time. And um, I want to thank you both for joining us. And uh, Thank you. Yeah, being willing to come on and share about this amazing new program and and project that you have going on, Um, you know, working closely with individuals uh, struggling with substance use disorder who are trying to put their lives back together, who are uh, seeking out meaningful employment and trying to move forward and launch back into their life, right? Is that is that kind of the gist of what I've what I've heard? And uh, I'm curious to hear, um, you know, we have both the executive director of One Life at a Time uh, and we also have one of the. job coach trainers who will probably be doing a little bit of the, the hands-on work with these folks. Uh, and I'd love to hear a little bit about what this, how it was started, um, where it is, what it is, and I'm hoping maybe you can help us and our listeners understand it better. Okay. It was started, I guess, um, we started meeting with um, additional moms because I have a son that's in recovery, mm-hmm. um, struggling, and I, we started getting together many, many women um, that are going through the same thing. And actually, most of them have lost their children. So we all got together. We had several meetings and we came up with, we were originally thinking of doing a sober home, but it seemed like it was really too complicated to do the best job possible. So One Life at a Time has always been very successful helping individuals. They've helped 18,000 get back on their feet. Mm. And that was during a very difficult time when um, all the jobs were, you know, people were getting laid off. We helped many of them and we had such a high success rate that we said, "Why, why don't we do this? So the moms agreed and we, you know, came up with a program, Leslie and some of the other job coaches, you know, we have a design program that's mm-hmm. six weeks long to get people back into, instead of a get well job, into a career. Mm-hmm. Leslie, you can add. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, uh, we're very, really excited. We're starting this program um, as six weeks, as Chris had mentioned, and we are, we have over 25 people that will be starting and, and we've worked with at least 100 people thus far in the last few months to launch this program. We've had a lot of support from our community and we appreciate uh, you having us on today to talk about mm. it. This is you know, something that kind of is closing up the circle in the fact that people have been able to uh, maybe find a sober home, maybe find a get well job, mm. but from there, where do they go? You know, they, right. they're looking to be able to get some skills, some updated skills to be able to launch into a career and have a career path. So that's the hope that we want to provide. And it's a niche that we've been doing for quite some time. And now during the six weeks, is there, um, is it an organized curriculum? Like their goal is to uh, identify a career uh, or education or something like that? I mean, I know we have a, uh, we have a men's sober house here in Beverly um, and, you know, we work with. Uh, you know, a, a varied population, 18 to 180, you know, every, everybody 18 plus, And we get people that have never had a job, uh, people who have been fired from every job that they had, uh, people who 
have had a career for 20 years where they depended on alcohol or opioids to help them through that job. And now they no longer want to go back to that. So you're talking about a midlife career shift. I assume that you're going to be dealing with a pretty varied population. Um, and so does this, does this six week program fit all of those age ranges? It will fit all of those age ranges. Mm -hmm. uh, Michael, what, what you said is what we've done in the past anyway with um, clients. We've also helped people in recovery. Mm -hmm. So we kind of know what they need. So this program is going to encompass counseling. So they're going to mm -hmm. actually have counseling during the day because um, some of them don't have that and they need right. that. Mm -hmm. So they'll also have a, we'll also have a resource person so that when we get them into the career, because I'll be out there and my coaches will be out there getting them set for at least a year for mm -hmm. a job where they'll be making 18 to 25 an hour wow. and they can get, get back on their feet, but then we're going to follow them for several years. Mm -hmm. But during that process, you know, we're going to help them with the housing aspect to get them out of the sober home. We have other, you know, agencies working with us. So yeah. if they need clothing, whatever they need, we're going to be able to encompass and get that for them. For the six week program we're paying now so that they can come out of the sober homes, we're paying all their expenses, which mm -hmm. could be, food, um, their rent, um, maybe car payments, insurance, mm -hmm. cell phones. So we're paying all of that for this period of time. And this is for, for this pilot program that yes. you're taking on these first 20 people. So this would be uh, during those six weeks, you'll be helping them or assisting them both financially through counseling and through career education. Is that correct? Correct. Wow. That's amazing it, 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 isn't it isn't it when i for the first time i heard this i was like no that can't be true <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah, that's why i just had to summarize just to yeah. make sure i heard what i heard and that our listeners heard what they heard because oh. that is you know probably one of the biggest hurdles for people coming out i mean i'm a person in recovery so coming uh -huh. back into into my life i mean i very rarely came back in with a bunch of stuff um i usually stayed out there until all my stuff was gone and i came back into my life with you know, a black trash bag full of dirty clothes and, um, you know, some debt and some legal trouble. And mm -hmm. that was really how I showed up at Sober Living or, you know, back at my mom's house. Right. And it was not the type of thing where like, all right, now that you're sober, you should be good. It was now that you're sober, we've got to rebuild right. whatever you just right. spent the last X amount of months or years tearing down. Mm -hmm. so. Right. Absolutely. And, and I thank you for sharing that. I um, commend yes. you and I'm happy to hear you're doing well and, yeah. and you kind of touched on a couple of the other topics that we'll be doing which will be managing a budget and you know other resources to help people that have lost everything or are struggling to be able to get back on their feet and that that's the goal you know you're doing such terrific work out there and we work with many organizations that are saying exactly what you're saying this is the missing link mm -hmm. this is something one life has been doing for years so let's put that in to this circle and then this is our niche so we want to do it well and we, we we believe we will be able to be successful especially with the support of organizations in the area can i ask you you've mentioned this a couple of times the years that one life has been around how, how long has one life been around since 2008 okay and then prior to this pilot program which is where you're um you know working alongside of some of these organizations and agencies what was the primary focus was it just on a, on a homeless population? Was it on just a struggling individual population? Or was it always kind of focused around the, the addicts and alcoholics or the, the individual struggling with substance use disorder who were trying to get back into their lives? It was probably actually focused um, a lot. Uh, probably many executives came in. Okay. Especially when we lost, um, they all lost their jobs. So we've had lawyers, accountants, CEOs that we've okay. helped. So we have a 
wide range of individuals, but also career changes. We've also specialized in that. We've also worked with the Department of Transitional Assistance. Mm-hmm. Recently, we helped over 100 individuals and we had a 92% success rate to get them a career, not a job. That's amazing. And that's where the price, that's where they're, you know, as far as their salaries, that's what was important to us. It was 18 to $33 an hour. Wow. And so you, continue, you continue to do this work too. So this is like, yes. this is one part of what you do, this great work with the right. sober, with, with people getting into recovery, but you continue to do that. So if anybody else wanted to reach out to you for those kind of services, you, you're, you still do that? Yes, we do. Absolutely. Okay, good. And for the first time, the first five, no, probably eight years, everything was free. But, you know, um, the donor, which happened to be me, you know, there's millions of dollars that were put into this. So now we're actually looking for help because I can't continue. I'd love to, but I can't, you know. Um, so I'm sorry, did I just hear you say that you personally funded the majority of this project? Close to $6 million. Wow. So that we, in all those years. Amazing investment. It's, you know, maybe if you, if you pan out a little bit with the camera, we're going to see like wings in your, on your back. No, really simple. My husband and I came into money and we decided to give it back. So that's why this started. Oh my so, gosh. I had no um, idea. Yeah. Uh, you know, I did something for the right thing and then we came into money and then um, we decided to give it back. So this has been something that I've worked with day in and day out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but all that, I've had like up to 15, 20 employees. So all mm-hmm. that incorporating everything we've done, you know, the millions have gone down. So mm-hmm. there's not, not a million left anymore. Mm-hmm. And, you know, right. I need to continue. So, well, they, they I, I, I mean, the, the reason I was asking about, you know, what the inception of this, this company was, was that, you know, for these individuals that are struggling, I mean, we're, we're talking about people who, you know, I, I would say at least I'll speak for my own sober living house, that the majority of the folks there are not executives. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, that they are, but they would have, they would have ultimately, they would ultimately have access to the same type of career training and coaching and professionalism and expertise that you've brought to, uh, all of these other executives and and professionals that are looking for career changes and job support and stuff like that. So this is not just like, Hey, let's see what we can throw together for Mm -hmm. these guys at the sober house or these women at the sober house. This is is a, a significant and successful program that you've been practicing for a while that, you know, that you're bringing to the table. I mean, I just can't, I can't say enough good about that, that, mm-hmm. that, you know, on the receiving end, if I knew that this was just a couple people trying to tell me how to get a job and, you know, mm-hmm. coach me through it, but that, no, they're bringing this like really amazing executive program that has worked for countless other people for the better part of a decade that, okay, maybe I will listen, you know, they're more likely to take that advice and direction than they are from you know, and I'm not minimizing anybody's career choices, but an intern at some counseling center that's saying this is how you should get a job, you're bringing real facts, real evidence um, to the table. Right. And, and Michael, you know what I look at is that people think that they don't have a lot of skills, but when you sit down and talk to them about anything that they've done in their past, they have a lot more skills than they're even aware of. Mm-hmm. And that can all be utilized. And that's where people should start to feel like, well, I haven't done much, but you have done. Mm-hmm. Even stay-at-home moms, you'd be surprised as to how many things that you could pick from somebody talking to them and put on their resume. Sure. Yeah, you know, I so mean, I think, think, of, of, yeah. think of what it takes to manage a house of children. Exactly. <laughs> you know, one of the you'd, make, yeah, 
you'd make a great business manager. <laughs> and we have a, a really beautiful office space that again, when people walk in, they get that feeling that, you know, they're cared about, supported, as well as it's a professional environment. You know, we'll be doing lunches, which is a nice component for people. Mm -hmm. So it's getting them back into it. And we will be looking at jobs in the office environment, but we're open to supporting people in whatever walk or path that they're looking to get involved with. So that's important as well. So we've, we've what, where is that office located? We're in Braintree. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Accessible to the train station, so mm -hmm. not okay. a problem. So yeah, I mean we're we're on the the purple line out here. We got the uh, the the T, so it brings you right into Boston. I think most places can get into Boston that way, right? Right. Yep. So, so now you. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, go oh, go I was going to say, what what's a typical day going to look like when someone comes in? A typical These day will be that um, they'll actually have an introduction. They'll talk a little bit about you know their their skill sets. Um, talk a little bit about themselves. And then they'll actually have um, some programs that we'll be running for them. It could be just um, some of the basics on how to do um, an interview, how to, you know, all of that will be incorporated in the six weeks. But they'll also get computer skills, which some of them may not have, but they'll mm -hmm. be working to do Microsoft Word, Excel, Outlook, um, how to do a memo, business writing, it's really going to be involved. Um, we'll actually be sending out some of their resumes to have it professionally done by one of my other employees. So it's, um, it's pretty exciting. It, the program is so involved. It's, it would take me days to tell you what yeah. everything is, but. And, and as Michael had mentioned, I mean, this is a program that we've been utilizing and we've helped people in recovery just without calling it a program of people in recovery in the past. Um, but this one's specifically designated to work with individuals that are at that place, that they're ready to make this change and looking for this, this support. And we have structured it. So there's an, a day that's going to be listed out, you know, to be working with different job coaches and trainers, to be getting the computer skills, as Chris had mentioned, to be, you know, kind of um, working on different topics an hour at a time, having breaks, the lunch that we mentioned. So mm -hmm. it's going to be structured, but also have enough um, flexibility for individuals as well, so. Right, we're hoping to have a minister come in and do it like a coffee clatch type thing. Mm -hmm. So there'll be different people. There'll also be people that have been very successful with um, overcoming substance use, and mm -hmm. they will be discussing, I'm a VP now, and mm -hmm. just giving them a lot more hope. Mm -hmm. Well, if, um, I can, if I can ever help, I'd be happy to do it. I, I, did go, I did go through that. I do have that experience, and I'd be happy to try to inspire somebody if I can. But my big question for you is, is can it be replicated? You know, I mean, you guys have this amazing program that's going to happen out here, and all of us, you know, lucky New England residents and Massachusetts residents are going to have amazing access to this wonderful program. Is it the type of thing that you're going to be able to you know, create a replicatable curriculum that other programs and other companies can pick up on and give to the same individuals that are struggling nationwide? Um, we've already been asked that. We probably, I probably can, we can do that. Mm -hmm. We can. And I you mean, know, I, yeah, go I'm, ahead. I'm lucky, we're lucky we have it, but I, right. <laughs> there's so many people out there that need this. This is, I'll be honest, this is the number one issue, um, you know, if we're looking at addiction and substance use disorder as more than just the use of substances. This is a life problem that people right. have, you know, they need to create a new healthier way of life in order for them to get well. 
you can't participate in life if you don't have some sort of way to support yourself or something to launch into some way to get basic life skills and mm-hmm. so this is the number one problem and I, i'm limited as to what i can refer my clients to um you know because i have to tell them listen you know let's get you connected to a, a life coach uh or some, somebody that can coach you into how to put your life back together because i can talk to them about the recovery the addiction the treatment uh, you know, their family issues, um, how they're taking care of their personal time, but I'm, I'm not a professional job coach. And that's, that's a limitation that I think a lot of people find themselves at. And so they're referring out in the hopes that they will make that appointment and they're just not making those appointments. Right. Right. So we're hopeful. And you, you touched on a few things again with networking and working with individuals in that respect and, you know, self-esteem and being able to have some wellness to make sure these individuals, as they're launching into a new career and they're in recovery, we need to have first things first, right? Mm -hmm. So we have to make sure that they will continue to take care of themselves as they're, it's going to be changed. So we'll be working with change management, which is a big piece for people Mm -hmm. when they're, you know, they're excited about this new job, but it's a fearful place as well. So we'll be guiding people, as Chris said, through that phase and then watching and supporting, you know, and, and tracking for the next year or two as well. Right. Wow. And you know, like I've, I, got, oh, the goal is really, um, like I said, we've been out to, uh, I think, 15 sober homes. We have a lot more to go to. Mm-hmm. And my goal right now, because my son is actually going into one now, mm-hmm. is to get him to the point or any of them to get to the point that they're able to leave. Because the get well jobs, you know, they're paying rent and some rents could be 260, could be, they all range, Mm -hmm. but that could be almost most of their paycheck. So they can't move out of there. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and some of them are really nice. Like I said to Maureen, some of them are, you wouldn't want, you wouldn't want anyone living there. Right. You wouldn't want, you know, you wouldn't want your worst enemy living there. And that's, Mm -hmm. that's sad. We need Mm -hmm. to do something about this. And, you know, cramming 40 people in a, in a small facility is not appropriate putting no. four grown men into um, a, a room probably the size of ours um, in four beds. How can mm-hmm. they, you know, and they're working every, they don't have any hope. Mm-hmm. It's time right. to make a change. It's total. I totally agree with you because there's nothing more depressing than even if you have some very, a difficult time and you know there's, there's something at the end of it, there's an end to how difficult it's going to be and it's going to start getting better. But when you're working in one of those jobs and you have no job training and you have, and you know, you don't know your own skills and you don't know how to go forward like this, um, it, it is, what's more depressing than that is to think that there's no end to this. Mm-hmm. And I, it was, we were saying earlier before we uh, got on, I, I always, I hear this all the time. I heard it from my own daughter that um, I watch people have too much to give up. You know, they get mm-hmm. to a point where they begin to, they, they, have the decent job and they starting to accumulate things again in their life and their relationships are back in order and, and they can support themselves and they see that it's going to continue to get better. It's hard to let go of that. Then it's much harder to let go of that than it is when you have, when you have nothing and have no idea how you're ever going to have anything. Uh-huh. So, you know, it's demoralizing and, and that's not what we want to do to people that are struggling, you know, to, to maintain their recovery. So I, I just think this is, this is definitely, definitely in my mind, the missing piece. You have to have a safe, stable, a, a supported place to live. And then you have to be able to grow and improve your life. And when you see, when we start being offering access to those things to people, we're going to start seeing a shift in this. I, mm-hmm. I think you're right. I mean, I lost a family member because um, he was 27 and just couldn't see that he was ever going to be able to get that white picket fence. 
Mm-hmm. You know, his mother is part of the, uh, you know, part of the group. And it's mm-hmm. like, it's so sad because he gave up. And how many others get to that point that they just want to give up? And we need to stop losing lives mm-hmm. now. You know, it, it can't, can't wait. It is, there is a, uh, there is a general sense of hopelessness that mm-hmm. kind of follows you around and it's like a shadow, you know, sometimes it's there, sometimes it's not. And, uh, it is, it is heavy and it's overwhelming sometimes to see that like, you know, depending on your age. So, you know, I stopped when I was in my early thirties and, uh, lucky for me, I was driven and, you know, had business experience previously, but, you know, I, I meet a lot of people who, you know, they're coming out at 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, mm-hmm. and the world expects them to be able to behave or live age appropriately. Um, right. You know, you should have this by now, you should have that by now. And, you know, I mean, each time that you relapse, each time you end up back in treatment, each time you have to start over again, it takes a little piece of you, you know, and I mean, how many failures build up before you just say, I don't think I can do this. I, clearly, I can. I've tried and failed every time. And, you know, the, the sober living treadmill that you're talking about, mm-hmm. you know, it's right. like uh, there are definitely sober homes where you can just stay indefinitely. There's no real programming available. There's no uh, right. goal or outcome or recovery culture that has anything to do with the house. The people there aren't necessarily getting well. They're just there and sober. And that's, I, I assume that's what you're talking about yes. is that yeah. sober living treadmill and, and, uh-huh. you know, having, I don't know about you guys, but I, I hate running, but when I do run, I like to do it outside where I know uh-huh. I have a, a, a goal, I'm getting somewhere uh-huh. <laughs> and I can kind of measure it. You know, I'm almost uh-huh. there. I'm halfway there. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be home as soon as I'm done with this. Like there's, there's right. goals uh, and milestones along the way. And uh-huh. it sounds like this six, six week program, this pilot program can be able to give people some milestones and right. maybe plug a missing piece into their sober living experience. And even as you mentioned, even just getting outside with nature, right? There's just some basic things that will be supporting them through this whole process. Mm-hmm. And the idea of the sober living, you know, our, our initial intent with this was to do a long-term treatment program because long-term treatment has gone by the wayside, right? Everything right. is quick fix, detox, mm-hmm. where do I go from there? Yep. So we are going to continue right now to work on what we know we have been successful with this niche, but we're going to continue to, um, you know, push forward to be able to still offer more long-term treatment for people that need it. As you said, people are missing life skills, right? but also we're in a day and age that technology is forcing us to change at a rapid pace faster than ever before. And we have, you know, a generation growing up that are, you know, distracted and addicted to technology as well. So mm-hmm. um, that's all things that we're going to be considering, as well as the individuals who may be, you know, on the latter end that have been living in that sober home, but really don't have any hope because they don't know how to do a job search in today's day and age. So that's what or, helps. Or write a resume that will get read because, exactly. I mean, yeah. that old fashioned resume, the way we did, the way I always did right. my resume is not what, I mean, it goes through a computer and gets exactly. scanned and all these things. I didn't know that until my son was doing a job, a job search. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I like, you, you don't even realize what you don't know. I think sometimes. You don't know what well, you they, don't know. Yeah. The old, the old school job search is still, it's still being recommended by people today. And people are still getting like reprimanded for not doing it correctly. For those of you that can't see, I just put that in quotes. Uh, <laughs> but you know what, what's happening is they're like, you need to go out and look for a job. No, that's actually not how that's done anymore. Like you don't throw right. on a suit or you know a nice a nice dress and go out and like knock on doors. I paper. And... Yeah, that's not a thing. So they're like, you go can't out get in the door and anymore. Come, 
you can't even get applications. Like come back with three applications. I'm like, ah, uh, they told me to go online. And mm -hmm. so, I mean, you can do a thorough job search usually from your phone uh, mm -hmm. through Indeed, but you have to have all that stuff done in advance, which, you know, like you're saying, you have to have a resume that somebody will look at. You have to have a cover sheet that talks about who you are and what you actually want from that job for each job. You know, like right. you, you've got to have those things that, you know, the old school job search of you got to get out and pound the pavement. Mm -hmm. That's not a thing anymore. <laughs> right. And yeah. most sober homes are, are, you know, are being run by people who maybe don't don't necessarily understand what a job search is about either. So even their advice might not be appropriate at this day and age with the technology we use. So I'm, I'm excited. I can't, I'm, I'm going to try to get I, some of my guys <laughs> in the next I, program. How awesome is that? Right. So I was talking to a young girl um, that I've been working with for the last couple of years and I was telling her about your program and she's in Framingham right now. So she's going to be getting out and going into a, so, into either a halfway house or sober living. But I was telling her about your program because she said to me, she goes, what if I can never do this? I've never had a job. I, she's 29. I, I don't even know where to start. What if I can never pull this together? And I told her about your program and um, she was, she was, you know, it, it just hearing that something like that was available and a possibility changed her entire attitude. Uh -huh. So I can only imagine what going through the program would do for somebody like that. Uh -huh. No. Well, Maureen, one of the moms had a, um, a son that was living in the woods here mm -hmm. on the South Shore. Yep. So we finally got a hold of him. And Mike, Mike, who is a recovery coach, and myself went out to meet him. And um, actually, he's now in a sober home that we took care of. Um, he actually had to spend the night at my house, but then we got him into the sober home. And he's um, coming into the program. And it's, it is, he has, he, for the first time in his life, he said he has hope. Yes, because it's it's when someone's looking at the about what's possible in and after all that's happened, after all they've done, after all the arrests, and is looking at the rest of their life, it seems like it's impossible. Mm -hmm. And there's right. there is no help. There isn't mm -hmm. any help. Let's face it. There's nobody out. Very few people out there saying, "Let me get you into a sober house. Let me show you how to find it." This, I, I mean, I don't know too many. I know there's sober living scholarships out there, but I don't know anybody that's doing this piece. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm just so excited. And I just hope that, you know, it catches like wildfire. And I know that you're doing lots of things now to, um, to, to raise money. And that's an important part of um, this. We can't have these things if we don't support them. Mm -hmm. Right. So, um, I, I mean, I personally think this is something that, um, that mass health should cover or that the, the government should start covering. But until then, I'm mm -hmm. sure you have to prove that it works, which we all know it, right. it. Yeah. And you have to do all these things to make sure that you can prove its validity. But um, for now you, you need somebody aside from Chris to be paying. Things. Yes. <laughs> really, how, I can know. Our, how can, how can our listeners help? Um, they, they can go onto our website, even if it's a dollar that thank you. And mm -hmm. then um, we're going to have a revolving type of thank you to all the individuals. So anything that they can do, their prayers would be greatly appreciated. Anything. Well, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go on as soon as we end, and I'm gonna make a donation. So I hope absolutely. everybody else will do that too. Oh, wow. thank, thank you. So so this is onelifeatatime.org. So that's the number one. Uh, onelifeatatime.org, and they can find all of this information on your website. Correct. Correct. They can and, they they have access to a donation button that yes. will allow show them exactly what to do. Yes. And Maureen and Michael, just real quick, the moms are all getting together. Um, hopefully, I think we have 70. And when wow. I see the governor, I am going to suggest making change because any moms that want to get involved, feel mm -hmm. free. 
because we, we need longer term. We definitely need longer term um, care for these individuals. The mm-hmm. fact that, that you know, I've been there with my son and so lost so many from detox. After seven days, there's no beds. We need to do something different. We need to make a change now because mm-hmm. you know we're losing the battle because the system will not pay for them to stay longer. And some of them need need a year. Mm-hmm. Let's face it, they need a year. They they're just not capable of going out and getting a get well job once they're in a sober home. Mm-hmm. It's just not in their DNA. Mm-hmm. So we need to make a change. I mean, well, you're talking about 18 to 24 months before most people are situated in their right. life again. That right. first year is where everything's being built. That's the foundation. And exactly. a house built on anything less than that is going to fall apart. Exactly. And that's why it is because we just, we're not, they need to go to the insurance companies and to say, you need to cover this. Right. No, yes. no well, ifs, ands, or buts. Well, I'll be part of that movement. Just tell me where to sign. That's that. Anybody that knows anything about this illness and is aware of the tens of thousands of lives that are being lost every year, mm-hmm. I mean, you, you got to speak up. So I'm really group glad is, that you have a voice. And our group is Moms for Recovery, but we're open for dads, for loved ones. Yes, you know, we do have siblings. Siblings, we have everybody, but it, we just use Moms for Recovery because yeah. it seemed to hit. Mm-hmm. For a lot well, of I feel like mo- moms are more powerful anyway. You get a, you get a hundred moms in a room. Something's going to happen. Right. <laughs> you get a hundred dads in a room. People are going to be like, yeah, we should do something. <laughs> Chris, I don't, I'm, I don't know if you're aware of it, but Magnolia has uh, online support groups throughout the country. And this is, this is also, we'll podcast will go out, you know, throughout the country, but uh, in our Massachusetts group, Magnolia has about 1500 people. So we definitely wow. need to, put you in there to talk about what you need to, um, to make sure that this is available. Um, this is available statewide. Massachusetts has been such a, uh, a leader in, in, in change, I think, you know, um, and, and doing such a spectacular job with that. I think that, that, you know, this would be the next avenue in my mind is to start helping people with that next step. Mm-hmm. Right. And um, by the way, we do have a legal assistance so that if people have legal issues, we're trying to get them to get help on that area too. Mm-hmm. Kind of thought about everything that they might need. And I'm not really, I'm not worried about being Corey friendly with companies. They're going to have to help me. <laughs> <laughs> well, there, I've actually heard this quite a few. Uh, there's a website, I think it's Jobs for Felons or something like that. Yes. that yep. You know, they highlight all the different companies that are, I don't want to call them felon friendly because that would be strange, but you know, they're definitely open to the idea of helping people with questionable records uh, who are trying to rebuild their lives. And I think a lot of those companies have uh, really stepped up to the plate and recognized that not everybody with a criminal charge or history or offense is that crime or offense, but that they, you know, deserve a second chance. So yeah, there's right. a, hopefully you guys have that list and you'll be connecting people to that. We do have well. a list there. Yes. Yeah, but I'm great. working with um, insurance companies and kind of saying, hey, we've helped a lot of other people get jobs here. We need now, we need your help. Mm-hmm. We have a reputation with a lot of companies from having numerous people that have been hired and, and having a successful high placement rate. So mm-hmm. I know the type of training that One Life offers. And so we, we will have, we already have a lot of job openings and opportunities in line and ready to go, mm-hmm. which will be nice. It is about, you know, the individual coming through the door. As right. long as they're coming through the door, they're showing up. They will mm-hmm. never be alone again. I'm telling right. you, Chris, we will be here and I've seen it and it's, it's true. So that's great. As somebody who had a second chance, I'm really glad to hear that you're giving people a second chance. So it's awesome. Awesome. So let me just recap. I've, I just want to make sure. So, um, so we've got the moms for recovery meeting, which should be coming up soon. And so dates will be available maybe on the website and possibly yes. by the time you're listening to this, we'll have it posted up in the notes. 
you have a pilot program coming up on October 15th. That's going to be the first uh, 20 participants in your six-week program. And then you said you have many more kind of in the queue, if you will, right? People that are still... Uh, we're, bring, we're bringing in on a, in another office area. Um, we'll, we'll take them one-on-one. -on -one. Okay, wow. So we're not so going to turn anybody... Like I said, I'm not going to turn anyone away. Okay. And uh, hopefully you've got a meeting with some uh, uh, um, some of the government that might be able to help. Uh, right. And uh, I know that you said uh, your program works with people who've been sober for at least three months, but that you are willing to help people who are looking for services as well, right? So Correct. individuals early on, you just talked about a story where you helped place a gentleman. And I know you said your own, you, you disclosed that your own child is going through some stuff. You guys are willing to step in and assist. Uh, so for those listeners who maybe just want some, uh, some advice or an ear, kind of like the ones that call Maureen and myself, they can also call you and they can get some, uh, some resources, correct? Yes. Is there a, is there a main number or is it just what's on the website? Is there an 800 number or something? That... No, it's, it's what's on the website. What's on the website. Okay. All right. So it's one life at a time.org. Uh, and I want to encourage all of our listeners to go on and at least give a little something and uh, support Chris's amazing efforts, by the way, amazing effort. Uh, it's actually not me. It's all, it's everybody at one life. It's it, not me. It is, but I'm That's sure they're people all that grateful. do a lot say. Yeah, I'm sure it's very humble, but I'm sure they're all very grateful that you created a place for them to come to work and do what they do, which is yeah. very important. So. True. But they do. Yeah. The work, so that's, you know, and we should, we shouldn't forget that you're also open for other kinds of business too. If somebody's, because I know I, I can't count how many people that have gone through this with their children mm -hmm. and step back and realize, you know what, I want to change my whole life. I want right. to do something different. So, um, you know, that you're also available for things like that. Yeah. Now that I don't have to focus on my child's addiction every single day, I'd love a career. <laughs> or, or, now that I, or now that I lost my job or ran my business into the ground, I need a new career. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, I want to thank both of you very much. I, I love learning about the programs that are out there. And I think each time we get on and hear about something amazing like this, I'm just a little bit more inspired that in spite of all the bad uh, that we hear about and in spite of all the pain and loss that we hear about that's related to addiction, that there are good people doing good things and there is hope. And mm -hmm. if you have a loved one that's struggling, know that there are people trying to help them and that they have access to services. And if you yourself are struggling, know that there are people you can call and reach out to for help. So I definitely want to thank the two of you for all that you do and for joining us on this episode yeah, and sharing so about that. And I, as I said before, I encourage all of our listeners to support this and uh, do what you can to make sure people have access to things like this. Thank you. You're thank doing you. terrific work and we really appreciate you having us on today. Thanks. We're very thanks happy. And thanks. Was, and congratulate, you know, thanks for everything. <laughs> very welcome. Well, it was very nice to meet both of you and uh, maybe we'll have you on again at some point. You can tell us how great things are going beyond the pilot program. Terrific. Okay. That would be great. All right. Take care. I would like to thank all of our listeners for joining us today on this episode of Collateral Damage. As always, if you'd like to find out all of the different ways that you can listen to and subscribe to our podcast, you can visit our website, which is www.cdpodcast.com. There are many different ways to listen, download, and subscribe, so we encourage you to choose the one that is most appropriate for you. And as always, we would encourage our listeners to get informed and stay connected. Thank you for joining us.